Hello and welcome to the first episode of HR Spark, igniting business conversations on HCM trends, impacting today's workforce. I'm your host, Matt Mullen, joining you from the Putting Green and Ultimate Software's headquarters. In today's episode, we'll be talking all about the voice of the employee. You know, we hear a lot of noise in our daily lives, and it's all constantly fighting for our attention. But what should we really be tuned into as HR professionals and business leaders? The answer is the voice of your employees. But what does that mean exactly? Hearing the voice of the employee means truly listening to and understanding what your employees are saying. It goes beyond surface level feedback and gets into employees' true feelings about their work, their leaders, and their organizations. Most importantly, it's acting upon the valuable insight you've gained from really hearing your people. Because as a recent study revealed, three out of four employees say that the number one action their employers could take to encourage them to stick with the company is to listen to and address their concerns. Now, tuning into the voice of the employee is no easy task, but today we're joined by experts who can provide key strategies and guidance for effectively understanding your employee's sentiments. They'll discuss why it's important to hear the voice of the employee and introduce the advanced technology that empowers you to do just that. So, let's jump right into it. Here with me now via Skype to talk more about this is Armin Bergikli, Senior Director of Strategy for Workforce Intelligence at Ultimate Software. Armin would be here with us, but he's celebrating the birth of his third child. So Armin, welcome to HR Spurk, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Matt. Tell us in your, in your own words, what is the voice of the employee? Just the most important thing. Um, <laughs> so how I would answer that is that I built from the foundation. Um, if you look at a company, obviously, um, employees are unequivocally the most valuable piece of that organization. They obviously create you know, the value. Uh, but in some cases, they can also destroy the value uh, of a company, and not maliciously, of course, but because of missed potential or experience or lack of engagement. Um, and if you kind of flip it around and you look at, you know, a company that has a product, and imagine that they had that product or service and they never took the pulse of it, they never tried to improve upon it or understand how it was playing out with customers. Like we wouldn't even fathom that, right? In, in our current um, economic environment, that's a, a terrible way to play. But we absolutely see that happen with employees. We get taken for granted, uh, and particularly their experience. And so the experience from the perspective of employees, in their own words, with as little artificial structure as possible, right, like raw, pure um, employee thought, that's what I refer to as the voice of the employee. And if you notice, I very carefully talk about employee experience and not so much uh, the more typical terms that are thrown around voice of employee, like employee engagement, because I believe employee engagement is really the byproduct of employee experience and the wrong thing to focus on initially. Um, and ultimately, that's because the experience um, is as emotional as it is statistical. It's as much IQ as EQ, as much left brain as right brain. And that experience is the root of all the sort of outcomes that are going to happen for the employee, yet the methods companies have typically used, if they are listening to their employees, have totally ignored that fact that we are human, we feel as well as think. Mm -hmm. And so that true sentiment of the workforce, including emotions as well as stats, that's the voice of the employee. Wow. Um, and, and so you mentioned some methods uh, in there. What, what kind of methods are those to listen? You know, typically organizations will deploy, you know, at that's like an annual survey. It goes to the entire workforce at once. It's long. It's boring. It has a lot of multiple choice and sort of traditional questions. Um, we all know that experience. I don't really have to define it more than that. I think you can kind of feel an internal groan when you're like, oh, gosh, i got to figure fill out the annual survey. And part of that is because 
one, it's repetitive and we're using sort of artificial constructs like multiple choice questions to really get at what should be a simple question of like, what's going on? Um, and so what happens is people, they get tired of filling them out. So they go something like five, 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 right? right. You got to get that exhaustion. Uh, and more importantly, probably more worrisome, employees don't have faith that anything comes of that investment of time, effort, honesty, et cetera. Yeah. And then the last thing to kind of put the wedge in why I think the traditional employee survey is dead as a means of getting to the voice of the employee is the length of time that it takes to understand even this faulty information, uh, you know, three months, six months, sometimes even nine months to get sort of the, the responses back to managers in a format they can understand and theoretically start to incorporate into their day-to-day management style. And so, you know, it's timed out and sort of outdated by the time it gets to employees. All this stuff adds up to what needs to be a different world when getting to the voice of an employee. Yeah, nine months is way too long. I mean, by that point, you're already at your next annual survey, so you're really just spinning a wheel. Um, <laughs> so it's obvious that these kinds of surveys, they, they make it really tough to get a real sense of the, the voice of the employee, right? Absolutely. You know, when you um, deploy a survey like this, right, like you have a few other issues that come out beyond just the tactics. Like one, it's, it's really not representative of the entire workforce, right? Just like some kids are better at taking tests than others, you know, for the SAT and getting right. to college. Some people are just really good at taking multiple choice surveys or are comfortable with that. So we're missing the chance to provide people um, feedback in their own words. You're, you're already like sort of uh, cutting out a significant part of your workforce. You know, one... Um, a study recently showed that only 25% of respondents felt that the survey they used had any value for <laughs> employees. I mean, like that's like a horrible bar. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and, and I really appreciate that insight. Um, so now that we understand the challenge, the question becomes, what can we really do about it? And to help answer that, let's bring in our next guest. Joining Armin and me for today's panel discussion, also via Skype, is Janine Truitt, Chief Innovations Officer at Talent Think Innovations. Thank you for being here, Janine. Thank you for having me. So to continue with some of the ideas that, that Armin was getting at here, we want to know how employees can go beyond traditional surveys and, and better grasp the voice of the employee. What do you think about this, Janine? I think part of what the issue is is there's a lack of trust and there's a lot of fear on the part of the employee. So there's been an HBR article, I think it came out a few years now, about you know, whether or not employees can speak freely at work or whether or not they feel empowered to do so. And the consensus was that they really don't. There's a lot of fear around sharing one's true feelings with leadership. And so you oftentimes, even when you're doing things like surveys, oftentimes you're not going to get really to the root of what that sentiment is, um, largely because people don't, one, want to be seen as being either a whistleblower or somebody who's being, you know, negative Nelly, if you will. Um, but the other piece of it, too, is that there has been some research that's shown that there are some negative outcomes that come from employees actually speaking up and saying what they truly feel, such as either loss of promotions or uh, being blacklisted for transfers or other opportunities within the organization. So we have to kind of peel back the layers before we even start to talk about things like tech and surveys and how we can do it better, is really trying to foster a uh, true sentiment of trust within the organization. Mm -hmm. And so that employees can feel empowered to speak up. 
when those questions are asked, however they're asked. Now, Armin, do you have anything to add to that as far as, you know, being in a safe place? I mean, absolutely. I think um, that's a huge, important point. It's, it's about trust, and you should be getting information from your employees to improve your company tactically, right? It shouldn't be for any vendetta or to go out and call out which employees are unhappy to then punish them. And I think sort of the overall approach that you take to your employees, how you listen to them, how often you listen to them, what investments you make into the tools to listen to them, what outcomes happen from that, all feed into the fact that you can create um, the positive side of hearing you versus the sort of, I only listen to you when I need to, um, or for some ulterior motive. So I think, um, you know, what, what Janice says, spot on, I think you need a holistic answer and an approach, and it can lead to a very, very healthy culture. That, that's, that's great, guys. There's been a lot changing in this realm lately to help businesses to accomplish this with their employees. Um, and I'm curious, you know, what kind of technology that you guys know that it's available today? The emergence of AI as, you know, something to apply in the workplace is certainly something to look at. I mean, I think the whole concept of bots being used, uh, particularly when it comes to pulse surveys, mm -hmm. can be something impactful in the workplace. So pulse surveys have kind of been something emerging uh, in the HR field in terms of just getting away from the traditional long drawn out survey and just having more kind of usable bits and bytes of information that you're constantly siphoning from your workforce. Um, having some kind of think in the way that a human would think and execute getting those that information and that data and then synthesizing that I think is huge for the workplace and, and could be impactful. Yeah. Um, and, and Armin, would you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think if we come back, what's a gold bar? The gold bar is taking your, your, your employee out to coffee, having a really meaningful discussion in 15 minutes, and reading between the lines of that discussion about <laughs> things that are at work, that may be at home, uh, that all kind of impact how this employee is experiencing uh, the company and is able to contribute as well as grow. We can't do that, just as Janine talked about, the sort of a scale issue, right? Even when companies grow to 20 people, you start to run into to those barriers. So we have to harness technology, um, which is now advanced and has brought in many things like machine learning, uh, natural language processing, um, all these things that sort of feed into the idea of artificial intelligence that help us say, okay, if we want to hear people in their own words mm -hmm. at scale, like take everyone to the coffee uh, house kind of thing, <laughs> we finally have the technology that kind of supports the ability to get the information out of that. Right. And if you couple it with the things we were talking about earlier in terms of the mentality that's changing of we should be treating our employees as our most valuable customers, right? Um, and not segregating them as somebody, uh, as, a, as a population we take for granted. So, um, you know, those technologies help us understand what's being said, how people feel about it. Um, and then, you know, it happens in this gorgeous way instantly, right? Uh, and it can always get better. And so things like unconscious bias um, or just the latency of a person trying to go through, let's say, open-ended survey responses by hand, all that stuff starts to be eradicated and we get to um, a much more fluid and um, caring um, culture. That, it, you know, you guys, we've really come a long way based on what you guys have said. Um, so I'm curious, where do you see this tech going in the future, Janine? I'm excited for the technology to work for us, but then to give us back the role of putting the human touch to it. Okay. So that is, AI is so smart and the machine learning piece, you know, which is basically just cognitive technology ability to cumulatively learn 
and get better and better at siphoning the information and synthesizing it is huge for HR departments. It means it takes a lot of the administrative of it. Uh, it also allows the HR practitioner to kind of look at the data and say, okay, I clear trouble spots are me rather than, I mean, to what Armin said, taking out the whole team to coffee. Now I know I need to speak to Bob and Jane because there's some things going in, on in their group a little bit more TLC than the rest of my groups. So I think there's time saved, there's efficiency saves, um, there's productivity saves, and obviously the goal of it all is to uh, empower a better culture as well as people, which is top of pretty much every C-suite person's mind right mm -hmm. now. So that, That's great. And, uh, and Armin, anything that, that you're looking forward to or excited about in the... Uh, the coming um, coming years. Sure. I mean, I think you know, underlying everything we've been talking about is sort of this new wave of HR analytics, mm -hmm. right? And um, you know, people talk a lot about sort of uh, money balling and kind of bringing the same type of thing that we've done in sales and um, you know, ERP into HR. I think that misses the point, right? I think what we're excited about is you know this recognition that employees are people they have right. bought their feelings they're going to be able to bring technology that can kind of bring those back to frontline managers and sort of democratize the data it can be done in real time and then it's to Janine's point this is you know artificial intelligence but it's not to the extreme of like we want you know a joystick to run HR with right people are at the core of HR they go into HR to help people right. uh, reach their potential and deliver on their promise and now these tools are going to be there in a weird way like a butler to help you get through the mass of data and the insight and the data so that you can do your job better. And that's what I'm super excited about is the sort of idea of like a, a people first artificial intelligence coming to bear in human resources. So basically bringing the human back to human resources with AI. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. well, we've, we've really learned a lot with you guys. Thank you to our guests, Armin and Janine, for joining us and sharing your expertise on today's episode of HR Spark. And, and thanks to all of you for tuning in to, for this discussion on the voice of the employee. Now, we'd like to hear your voice. What are some challenges that you may have seen with employee sentiment analysis in your workplace? We invite you to send us your thoughts via email. And even though we've covered a lot in today's episode, there's plenty more to learn on this ever-evolving topic. So we hope you'll join us on Tuesday, June 27th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a live webcast titled Conversations You Should Be Having with Your High and Low Performers. To register, just click the link shown here on the screen. Be sure to join us next month for a brand new episode where we'll be discussing workplace culture. Until then, thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt Mullen, and this has been HR Spark. We hope today's episode has ignited some ideas for your people and your business. <laughs> <laughs>